Du lyssnar till en intervju från Ingenjörsdagen den 21 september i Malmö. Samtalet har rubriken The Future for Clean Air med Sven Kristensson, CEO Nederman Group och är på engelska. Värd för intervjun är Anna Leijon, engineer, tech creator and podcast host, Techskaparna. Anna Leon and uh, I'm a civil engineer from uh, KTH and I'm also the founder and uh, the only operative in uh, my podcast uh, Techskaparna which you can check out in any podcast player. With me today I have the CEO of Nederman Group Sven Kristersson. Welcome. Thank you very much. So great to have you with us. Let's take our seats and uh, begin the interview. I hope that you're not exhausted from your no. previous uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think we can survive another 20 minutes here. No problem. Okay, great. Uh, so catch him air because here comes the first question. Nederman is working with air filtration and clean air all around the world. But why is air pollution a problem? Yeah, air pollution is a global problem and uh, you have a lot of reports that more than 90% of the world's population is not breathing clean air and uh, defining clean air you can have different but uh, WHO has a definition uh, that is accepted around and uh, that means it was even worse they say the latest reports at 95% did not and um, bad air is one of the top killers in the world. It comes from uh, not only uh, respiratory uh, diseases, but also vascular and etc. You have a situation where your cognitive abilities are going down if you are exposed to bad air, fine particles, you have all of these things. And what happened is that um, Many of these things we have known or, or have had an idea about uh, 30, 40 years ago when uh, Swedish um, development in this area of workers' health and so on uh, was developed. Uh, but over the last decade, we have fine-tuned the way of measuring and also study and understand. So we understand that this is a severe problem and this is understood in a number of areas as well. So it's one of the key killers and also bad health uh, situations. So it's utterly important that we try to have a better air and clean air around us. Agreed. And it's so cool to have a Swedish founded uh, company being uh, one of the world leaders within this uh, industry that you are also the CEO for. So very great to have you here. Thank you. The example that you brought up was uh, mostly, you said that 95% of the population on the whole globe uh, yeah. is, uh, is maybe exposed to bad air. But my question is, are you working mostly in the industrial sector or in the private sector? We, uh, we are working with the industrial application, so it's in manufacturing or uh, research or whatever. So it's only industrial application that we are. So it's uh, it's not for residential and, and such, which is also important, but mm. 
we are handling the toxins, gases or particles from different industrial uh, applications. Mm. During the last year, your company has developed a unique IoT platform, kind of a buzzword in the in the tech scene. So do you want to explain more what this IoT platform is? Yeah. The IoT platform as such is uh, is just a vehicle. The important thing is what we put into it. And it's mainly the development of uh, measuring devices, uh, capturing devices, and also then how you are handling this information. And that information can create better product and it can also... Uh, immensely improve the use of the equipment uh, and the knowledge base from our customers and the users who are the real user who can impact how the clean air or the air comes out in a cleaner way. So that is the important. But the important here is also that that means that the, by using these technologies we have better knowledge of what's really going on. One of our young engineers, he's only 73, he's still working with us because he explained to me why do you still want to continue? Well, I've been preaching, working with pollution and uh, trying to understand having had ideas. And now, after more than 40 years, I have the data to really see is it true what I've been saying over the last at least 30 years. So it's a very important, it gives you, using the technology, IoT in itself gives you nothing. It's the use of it and taking the ability to collect mm. and analyze and therefore be much better in your processes. Interesting. And uh, what benefits for the user and for society could this solution, uh, the IoT platform, contribute to? We know more, and uh, the more our customers and their use uh, of this information, the better the world is because we can uh, improve and we can use the uh, data, we can use it in our further development of our filtration technologies, etc. Mm. So we can act on it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But what is, uh, in your experience, what is the the biggest, uh, how do you say, like bad guy in the, in the creating bad air in the industry that you've seen? Like, is it chemical processing or what? I, I would say that everything uh, <laughs> it could have uh, even too much water. Uh, my chemistry teacher said that uh, drinking too much water is also harm. You have very toxic uh, element in some industry. You have long exposure. We know that the long exposure to many other things. So we have a wide variety of industry that we are working with. Everything from foundry, smelters, uh, recycling, uh, waste incineration, welding, wood manufacturing, etc. And all of this is harmful if you're exposed uh, day out and day in. Mm. Some are more uh, harmful when it's let out in the air. So um, also protecting the environment is mm. very important. So what we say, we protect people, planet and the production that mm. we have our installation in. That's so great. And I can really see how uh, what you said, like the development in this area is... Uh, 
has uh, has formed throughout the the years and in the beginning i mean like nobody cared like you know but you can't see it you can't touch it so that's why you, you work and nobody cares and you didn't have these rules either about the workers need to have a safe working environment and all these kinds of stuff so so interesting that you said that as we can measure it we can also act on it because it feels like this is such a thing that where we were unaware of for so long time but yeah. now we know it's super dangerous and cause all of these harmful diseases yeah. that we previously maybe just happened and nobody knew why somebody died but now now we know why and we're starting to learn uh, and act on it so very interesting area to working what technical challenges do your engineers face particularly in regarding to solutions for for clean air and how have they solved them well there's uh, numerous technical obstacles and hurdles when you are working with the mountain regardless whether it's a measurement technology or different filtration technologies and how to uh, handle the air flows and so on so it's everything and you need to have many different competences when using it one you have uh, PhDs in physics and doing that. You have people working with the material you're using to filter particles or different way of filtrating gases, etc. So it's a, you cannot say it's one. It's a pattern and you have to work in group and you have to cooperate to find the best solutions. And we have very good engineers and we hope to have even more of those who can contribute to our further success and development. Of course. I mean, that's why we're here. We're here for the engineers. about your company you both have uh, chemical and uh, mechanical processing to create the cleaner can you tell us a little bit about the the difference we we can spend hours (laughs) on the difference but it depends you need to know what you are about to clean if it's certain particles or if it's certain gases or whatever it comes out Mm. and uh, by defining what you want to clean or have to clean you have to define how you're doing it and Mm. in what way and um, there are many technologies and further developments are ongoing. I see. So maybe if it's a certain uh, chemical, it's better suited for mechanical cleaning. Or if it's it's particle, (laughs) it's a lot of Ah. things you're exposed to are very fine particles which uh, go through the body and Mm -hmm. and that you have to take care of. But you have many uh, different ways and Mm -hmm. you are using different capturing devices, you are using different uh, medias to capture the different uh, particles or you are using different ways of making uh, knocks and socks uh, harmless by mixing it with something etc. But this is so interesting because I feel that the, that the industry, they are, I mean they are focusing on producing what they are good at producing, yeah. you know, like this is a side product that that happens and maybe they don't have time or, or you know, uh, the ability to invest in cleaning that themselves. So then you come in and you do the job for them and you your expertise is 
that side product. That is our uh, side. And also doing that, we have seen that if you do that in an efficient way, your process down uh, sorts of backstream where you you can have efficiency. We have uh, made special products for uh, recycling lead batteries, for instance. Very nasty handling mm. that. But with our processes and efficiency and keeping the environment clean, the workers uh, safe, they can also increase their efficiency since introducing our IoT measuring technique, they know what's going on and not when it's too late, but they know it beforehand and then they can optimize their, as you say, basic process, which is normally what the engineers and the people in the factory are measured on. Mm. They are measured mm. on how efficient they are, mm. not what's coming downstream and, and exactly. it's potentially it's harmless. That's something that comes <laughs> in. That's why we come in normally quite late in the process. Oh, by the way, we have to fix that as well. Yeah, how... Do you need to redesign the flow or like uh, when you come, when you step in, like how? We take care on the definition and that that's depending on what what is coming out from mm. uh, from their process. And then we define how to handle uh, that and make ah, a suggestion. Maybe they, they ask your help, like maybe we have, we don't know, maybe we have dangerous uh, byproducts in the air coming out from our product. Could product. be, and they and the and then in. we measure and uh, can help them. And you say, this, that, this, that, this, you need yep. to do this, this, this. <laughs> okay, cool. So you mentioned uh, letting it out in the environment. It's not only is it bad for us, you know, people, individuals that are working with it to to breathe it, but it also, it's also a matter of capturing it so it, it doesn't isn't let out in the Absolutely. Can you tell? That is a very interesting part, and a, a part maybe which could be growing if we're thinking. No, but it's, it's both. It, it it is uh, how you are capturing it inside the manufacturing site, if you say, or research or wherever you're capturing it. Then you have to do that at the source, protecting the people who are working there and the uh, equipment you have there. But you then you take it through some kind of filtration and you have to measure it and control it. So that's the process we are doing. And we have also now through the ability to connect and understand and get the information remote. We have sold uh, some large installations, uh, complex installations where we basically guarantee that this will work for the coming 10 years, provided that you service the equipment you know what you're doing, etc. Mm. And we can uh, remotely surveil, have a surveillance and understand what's going on. And we are talking about this, this process of cleaning the air, but I imagine as in the same way as chemicals are coming in, you say that you capture them, but what happens with all with your byproducts? Yeah, the byproduct <laughs> has to be in some is left. But what is connected? Then you have to take care of that, of course, because there are in these. Uh, so we have systems. If it's very toxic, there are systems where you can take care of it, and then of course uh, someone will have to take that. That is uh, mm. also important how they are handling that. 
We are not handling the residuals here. We only make sure that they come in, in the right way. But it, sometimes the residuals can be quite valuable. We uh, sold the systems to a watch manufacturer. So the residual in many cases was small filters with a lot of gold in it. Ah. So, uh, <laughs> And with the increasing prices of uh, raw material, mm. there's a growing interest in actually taking care of the residuals and ah. reuse it. Yeah, and like because you can it just can be it brass, it could be other things as well. Yeah. But then we separate the way that the toxic things goes a different way. Cool. So you can also like kind of make a little business with the, with the byproducts then. Not we, but we can collect it in a, a good way, so the user the can oh. uh, reuse it, and they are doing that. Cool. I love that. That's like the circularity way of yeah. thinking. Everything is going back, right? So how does the future for clean air look if you paint us a word picture? What is the great potential that you see in the in the long term for the industry of clean air? No, but I think that the, the awareness is growing and mm. we've seen the awareness of the pollution they are creating and uh, positive uh, extra was that uh, you could see how polluted air was in uh, New Delhi, for instance, mm. uh, because for the first time in 40 years, you could see the Himalayas from Delhi and there was other... Yeah, uh, uh, during uh, the corona. Yeah. yeah. So then people understood that, yes, industrial activity, traffic, etc., have a negative impact. Mm. The good thing is... The technology is there. You can solve it. It's just a matter of decisions and will because we have all the technology needed, basically, uh, to solve these problems. And uh, hopefully the awareness will continue to grow and the research is growing. And therefore, I think that long-term, mid-term, long-term, we we have no choice we have to yep. uh, continue uh, and uh, have clean manufacturing processes yes of course such important work regards to um, recognizing that this is an important area to yeah. consider like would you say that uh, like i don't know if if europe or sweden or any other country like is there is there any disparity between recognizing this in in different parts of the world? Uh, Yes, I would say so. There's been in Northern Europe, there has been a long, very long tradition. Uh, It is not so that it's not growing and the awareness is growing. Then the capabilities in some areas. I met some years ago the uh, Minister of Health in Vietnam. He was an old uh, medical doctor and he knew perfectly well what it was all about Mm. and the problem. And then he said, yes, we know it, we need to do it, but we also have other problems that are ah. more imminent for the mm. person. In So that takes some time. But I would say the information is there, the um, knowledge is growing, the awareness is growing, and that is positive. Mm. And people are demanding it. And with mm. the growing wealth, people yeah. demand, if you have food, you have somewhere to live, you realize that, I want to clean air as well, and I mm. want clean water. I want all of these things. And also the trend with, uh, I think, transparent uh, production chains that uh, a lot of you know uh, private customers demand these days that they want to see the whole process. Absolutely. Uh, and then you can come and see like 
look, we take care of this. <laughs> but uh, you are a younger generation, and I can see the difference when I grew up and my kids that are in their early 20s, and, uh, um, how they are sort of referring to and are looking to that. And this awareness and mm. the debate has an impact, a significant impact. The consumer impact is very strong. Yeah. And it's stronger than legislation and all of these ah. because the consumers who know and make, in, make a choice have a very strong impact. And we can also see that between our customers, it's different to have a, not hanging out steel mill, but their attitude is slightly different if you compare to a food manufacturer directly uh, mm. with a strong international brand or diaper manufacturer with a strong international brand, etc. How sensitive they are to consumer pressure yeah. and also in the decision process where marketeers are sort mm. of losing a percentage of um, market share is not positive, ah, I to see. say the least. So you can see that already the consumer brands are much more aware than ah. the basic industry in this. Yeah, I see. It's more regulatively driven a regulatory driven in the base industry compared mm. to the consumer, uh, consumer industry. industry. So as, as a consumer, uh, if I would like to know that this product has been Niederman certified, yeah. how can I do that? I don't think they will <laughs> allow you in any way to go that deep into their processes. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that would be a good thing. Yeah, you should have a like quality uh, stamp. Uh, going for Nederman inside your factory, that and that's uh, the thing to go for. Unfortunately, we are not there. Mm. Yeah, talking about marketing, you could do something there. We'll see. With your customers. Okay, cool. We're uh, running out of time, but last question. You're, of course, here to uh, meet all of these great uh, engineers here at the Engineering Day. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what positions and where your positions are, are located if anyone is interested in, uh, in joining you guys? Yeah, in Sweden, it's uh, mainly in Helsingborg. There are some other locations, but it's mainly. But we have to remember, we are a very global uh, company. We have less than 10% of our employees, roughly, say 10% of our employees in Sweden, and uh, then the rest around the world and uh, less than 2% of our turnover. So we are very global, but um, that also gives a lot of opportunities. So if you start and you want to work in an environment that is very global and have chance to work with many different cultures, many different people, then come to Nederman because then you have that opportunity. We have research uh, and we have manufacturing around the globe. Cool. Sounds like a unique opportunity. Thank you so much. For Thank you very much. It's been a, very, very pleasant to speak with you and to learn more about uh, Nederman. Thank you. Tack för att du har lyssnat. Gå in på ingenjörsdagen.se för att läsa mer om initiativet eller för att anmäla dig själv eller ditt företag till kommande träffar. Ingenjörsdagen är en del av Linti Group.